It's like, uh, oh, like, nice, nice, innocent. No, they're they're deadly. They re- will kill you. Real question: Is Gremlins a Christmas movie? I don't know. Of course. Chat. Good, good job. No mind. You passed. Now, is um, yes, yes. Uh, Die Hard. It takes yes. place yeah. in Takama Takatama Towers. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Okay, yep. Die, Die Hard. Takahama. Could not remember the name. Die Hard. I was thinking. I and Home Alone. Home Alone is totally a Christmas movie. Yes. To people that are like that one is not a Christmas movie. Rude. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Yes. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson, Danny Oakstead, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 156 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news podcast for all things Magic and Gathering. We're your hosts, I'm Matt. Over there, we got Danny. What's up? And joining us from across the metaphorical internet pond, not like a real pond, but we got we got Nomad over on Minnesota side, chilling somewhere in the woods. Hello from East Dakota. You know, I'm fine with that. I like that. How dare you disgrace Minnesota like that? I mean, they got a lot of lakes. Wow. Does it it's very windy here because North Dakota blows and Wisconsin sucks. <laughs> That's true. We can't. We You're can't. that third wheel that just doesn't want to be there. I don't know if I can jump in on the the, the state fight here. I don't know if I'm gonna pitch my tents on one side or the other. I live in North Dakota. I'm fine with Minnesota. You're fine from Minnesota. I'm from Minnesota. I could go and gamble there. Yeah. Is Dakota Magic on the north? North Dakota or South Dakota? North Dakota. I know it's like on the North Dakota. Exit one. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was like in the first exit in South it's, Dakota. Nope, it's. Okay, so you can, you can gamble in North Dakota, too. You can gamble in North Dakota? Yeah. The next closest oh, yeah. would be, like, what, Valley City? Oh, Jamestown. Like, Jamestown have a casino? I don't know. You can stop in any of the freaking bars and well, do the, slots. Yeah, well, slots, I don't count slots as gambling because that's just, I don't know, an RNG that takes your money. <laughs> well, well fine. North Dakota has, you, you, uh, you guys have Blackjack and uh, Pig Wheel, don't you? Well, well you got those are all yeah. those are all charity, but yeah, there you can gamble. But oh. they are charity though. Uh, Alibi in town. That's a small casino. Yep, I suppose that's in a hotel. Yeah, uh, right, right behind Taco Bell on University. That place there. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Uh, the bomb shelter, but the nor- the northern they have a blackjack table up on top, and a pig wheel, I think too. That's the bomb shelter. They blackjack downstairs. Oh, do they? Okay, but they got one. Well, they need too. the bowler. They have. Blackjack and pig wheel. Yes. And they need Woody's that has a pig wheel and blackjack. Do they have a pig not wheel? Woody, not Woody's. I meant okay. uh, Windbreak. Yeah, Windbreak, yes. I was about to say, I thought Woody's but anyways, just had it. They don't even have a pool table there, do they? Billiards has blackjack and they had pig wheel, but not anymore. You can but no, get... they, they, it's, no, they don't have pig wheel anymore. You like to gamble. Anyway. There's, there's anyway, the North Dakota Poker anyway, Series going on. There's like the anyway, Dakota Series. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Let's, just going let's, around the state. let's get back to the reason people want to. Oh, yeah. The cards that people are interested in, not playing cards. I mean, people like playing cards. Well, they came for the other playing cards. 
Okay, we'll jump into the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. If you stuck through that goofy bit of an intro, thank you. Pat yourself on the back. But also just a big thank you for I'm deciding sorry. to <laughs> deciding to click on this and listen to us. Uh, attempt to give you the magic news of this week in the typical This Week in MTG fashion. Along with giving you a big thank you, we want to give a big thank you to our amazing patrons who decide to support this content. We don't know why. We guess that they find the content uh, reasonable enough to support monetarily. So big thank you to Wade97, Chapman, Amu the Fox, Colin, Noah, Slade, Third String Chapman, Nikki, No Modifier. Thank you, No Nod. Steve, Jacob. Yeah, I just don't know how to cancel. I can't figure it out. <laughs> uh, you can call your bank and cancel your debit card. All you got to do to cancel it is usurp. Is it? Are, are, are we joking that it's usurping Big G? Or is it usurping you? That the order is going to be they use. So JB was usurped. Then it's going to be you. Then it's going to be me. It's a whole new team on there, and it's just going to rotate through Patreons like that, right? Is that the the bottom gets cut off first? So is Big G getting? Yes. Okay, Big G, you're going to be taking Big G's spot here. You just got to show up. Uh, what was the minimum episodes before he? He was like four. There we go. No, my, you, you've been on four. Is this your fourth episode? But he has to be um, third, I believe. Mm. I Second, think, third, third. Fine, fine. If he shows up once in person for podcast, Big G's gone. There we go. The, the There's no parking at Matt's house. So. There is. There, oh, I got parking. You can park in front of my garage. I ain't leaving. In, I ain't leaving tonight. <laughs> That's true. So uh, thank you, Steve, Jacob, Christian, Maddie K, Barra, Chimera, Casey, and Ernest D. Thank you so much for each and every one of you for supporting us. It's greatly appreciated. If supporting us is something that sounds fun for you, go check out our Patreon. We have two tiers right now, $3 and a $10 tier. $3 tier, you get put in for monthly drawings for booster packs. $10, you get put in for monthly drawings for cards that are valued around $15 to $20. We do a secret live stream drawing for these at the beginning of the month, typically the first Saturday in the evening. So the first one is going to be October 1st around, I don't know, I'm going to say between 5 and 7 currently. I'll get a more concrete uh, time frame set, up, set out when the time gets closer there but typically what happens it's like 30 minutes we draw names of packs and then we send them out and stuff uh we're trying a new thing as well with these packs we're doing themes so october's theme is going to be innistrad based we're going to do one different pack from each innistrad set uh avacyn restored shadows over innistrad and i think i said crimson vow or did i say midnight hunt Either. i have no idea either or it'll be one of those packs for the three that get drawn for. And then the card, the cards are these themed sets. So you got uh, one that can win could be Necro Duality and Diagraph Colossus. Or there is uh, the Secret Lair version of Huntmaster of the Fells and stuff like that. Like, y'all get a vote on what the card is. And then whatever the drawing is, whoever wins gets that card or cards in the theme of Innistrad for next month. So if that's interesting, you go check that out. If you don't want to support us that way, we also have playmats. You can hit us up on any of the social medias and be like, yo, we want a playmat. And we'll be like, yo, we'll send you a playmat. They're 20 bucks each, and we'll send them anywhere, literally anywhere. We send them to Germany. So we want you all to have these playmats in your hands. J-Dubs also has our playmats if you don't want to hit us up. So if you're in the FM area looking for something to do, and boy, does J-Dubs have some stuff for you to do. Go check that out. Pick up our mat there. And speaking of J-Dubs, let's hear an ad from them now. 
J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. We're going to talk a little bit more about them because they got, they're got they still stacked up with some pretty dope, awesome events coming up mm-hmm. here and stuff. But we're going to move to the breakdown where we're going to tell you about what this episode layout is going to look like. Look like. Uh, and then from there, it's going to be events, upcoming events, news. No blog talk, I don't think, then, right? No. No blog talk. So yeah, the news, jump to the conjured currency section, talk about magic finance, thought cast, then from there, we'll end the podcast and y'all can uh, be done with us for a week. Yeah, all the blog talks are all about the onset. So many about the onset. And, and how like different rulings, it's like, I, it's, no. I mean, I feel yeah, like talking, like picking a blog talk that's just talking about rulings and stuff, like it's fun, but. Yeah, it's not really informative. We'll wait for the uh, Brothers War guide or yeah. uh, spoiler thing that Moro does. The the Duelist teaser. There we go. Yep. This Duelist teaser. Okay, but uh, there's the breakdown. Let's jump over to event results. And because I work super late today, I did not have time to pull up one that I wanted to look at. Let's see if I can grab it super quick here. There was the NRG event in Minneapolis this last weekend for Modern and Pioneer. Yep. So I want to see if it's up on Goldfish, and I'm hoping it is. There we go. Yay. We'll talk about this. Good job, Matt. Well, hold on. on. Before we talk about that, do we got a salt and sugar report? Anybody had some magic games? Salty or sugary? I think we're all salty about a certain hamster. I don't know I, if I'd say I'm not, salty. I'm not salty at all about that. I got smacked. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I didn't have to struggle not getting my land. I think I He's got the it. one guy who likes losing. Huh? <laughs> well, with with this sick, I had I had no intentions of actually winning any games other than against you. <laughs> it's just like as long as I, as long as I kick no mods, but I'm fine. Like my first game against Mad, wow. my, my lands are all fucked. Yeah, when we were testing. And if and it, well, testing and actually counted. But if I had that duels, I think my deck would have creamed your butt. But uh, no, I well, it's more. I had one about an actual card game. I can't remember who it was with. Was it with you and Barra? When we were playing, I don't know. Maybe was it Tuesday night when we were playing with Barra? Was it, no, I think it was, it was gonna be you and you and Chris. I think, I think that was the night that I. Did I, I, don't think we, I don't think we played with Chris this last week. Well, it's been a couple was, weeks. Oh yeah, he was playing. Uh, not Yorok. What's the, yeah, Yorok, the double trigger guy. Yep. Double death trigger guy, Yorok. No, Yorok. 
Is it Yurok or Yur Yurok the Scorch Thrash is the Jun Mana Burn. Yurok is the Sultai double death trigger mm-hmm. that he had going on. Yep. That was yeah, that was two weeks ago. Was it? Yeah. Hmm. Did we play with Chris this week? I don't know. It, was it Barra then that we played with on did we play on Tuesday? Yeah, I think so. I don't think it was Wednesday. I don't know. Getting too old for this shit. We gotta write shit down. I the the one thing I do remember was for sure the 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 intense game that you and I, Nomad, we played for, for our brawl oh. league. Brutal. I know we were talking about it a little bit earlier here, but yeah. I thought I was gonna be fucking out of it for how fast you were going with some of those cards and stuff there. I'm like my my ability. I had to it down to one before Shildred. What's what's her name? Shildred. Uh, Shildred. Shildred. Yep. One life. One life. I, and I don't think I touched. No, I think you're probably down to like twenty something. Twenty two had it been right. No, oh, we'll say we'll say you're at twenty five. After she came out, I was going down. Yep. And it was like easily four, three, four, five turns where it was just like between you and I trying to reanimate it from our graveyard because Tasha, again, MVC, Eye of the Hive Tyrants was the most valuable creature of that game, 100%. Yes, I would agree. I remember a couple times when I was attacking with it, I'm like thinking, okay, so he has like these, uh, the the Eldest Reborn and stuff like that where I'm thinking, oh, I got to try and like take take things out of graveyards specifically to to that way it can like benefit me and that way you can't get it and i was trying it's a little hands. salty about getting the scarab god and not having any zombies oh my god so yes i want to let you know that scarab god should not have been around after i killed it that first time because when it hit the graveyard and i did not attack i left mana up so i could attack with the eye of the hive tyrant to exile him before you recasted him that second turn there like the second time. Well, he goes back to the, your hand. Yeah. At the right? be- oh, if at you the, don't. At the beginning yeah. of the end step. So he hits the graveyard. <sighs> and so before I pa- I passed the turn, I, I was my plan was to attack, but I hit too fast and passed the turn. And I'm like, no. And so then you got it back in your hand. And I had to fight another turn. But I had the Baleful. <clears throat> uh the, the mastery yeah baleful mastery from strixhaven and stuff that i had to use on that to get rid of it because i'm like I, I well, that was my only good game i mean as far as like very it seemed like we were a little more cash with what we were bringing oh yes we, we, were, we were playing to win but uh like i'll tell you what the rest of these guys brought the heat they fucking brought like, the heat oh my god so much red danny's deck was just nasty he saw all my counters. I mean. <laughs> Danny playing blue. Caught Igvorn off guard. Oh, I caught, all, yeah. Caught off, Nomad off. All of the caught guys. Christian off balance. Caught Bear off balance. I, I, yeah, yeah, got Bear off balance. Yeah, of course. They'll never expect you to fucking play blue when you say fuck blue all the time. It's like, this guy's not going to fucking go against his morals and beliefs and fucking play a counter spell. <laughs> and then you got Danny coming up as like, bitch, please. Yeah. Counter. There's no uh, atheists in foxholes. <laughs> when did we do the uh, fourth one? The what? First uh, league. The first league was the go back here and yeah, February. Because we tried. Yeah, it was neon. Yeah, it was uh, end of January. Uh, May. Into... No, May was when we were trying to get 
Streets of New Capenna, wasn't it? No, no. We're trying to get the we're trying to get the Streets of no, New Capenna no. in the summer. That's what it was. Right. Mm-hmm. So it looks like Gar Gartoot posted his wins in uh, May twenty first. I was playing mono white. Looks like the last May seventeenth. So I think uh, we'll look at doing it again in April. I don't know when. I'd have to look at when the new set's coming out. Next one is coming out November 11th. And oh, we uh, want to do that one. Do one that soon or do spring. Maybe we do spring and fall every year. Yeah, that'd be a good breakup, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Of it. Give us time. Give people you know, time to collect some new cards and stuff. When does Brothers War come up? Brothers War is the next one? Yep, Brothers War is the next one. And then we go into March of the Machines is the next one. Then, right? What's in the spring? Dominaria Remaster? Yeah, that's March of the Machines epilogue or whatever. Mm. Yeah, isn't Dominary Remastered the modern set? Oh, it is. Okay. No, it's not. Is it April or May? We'll try to do this again. And uh, I'm going to be setting up some CDH websites. Set, setting up CDH websites? Studying. Oh, study. Studying. There we go. And and specifically look for counters against uh, honorary hamsters. <sighs> Red. A lot of red. We need some. We need some uh, blue elemental blasts and uh, whatever the other one is. Pyroblast. No. Uh, hydroblast. Know. Hydroblast and blue elemental blast. Counter those red spells. All yep. I know. All I know is I need to actually play arena more to get some more wild cards. I need more. Because I'm out of rares from mythics. Played yesterday and it was no. I played. Because yesterday was Sunday. I played Saturday. That was the last time I played. Hopefully, I'll play some tomorrow. But, but shit, we got to be talking about some other shit here. <laughs> God damn it! Before we, so that I guess that was like the 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 sugar report. Salt uh, and sugar. Sh- salt and sugar. Going to talk about the Energy Series five, uh, 10K Modern in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, give you a quick rundown of the most played cards. Surprisingly, actually, Lightning Bolts showed up in thirty six percent of the decks. Uh, 200, 217 copies. Expressive Iteration in second place at 215 copies, being at 28% of the decks. It's Fairy Time Raveler, 192 copies, tw- 28% of the decks. Solitude at 24% of the decks. Counterspell at 23% of the decks. Renin 6, 25%. Regavan, 22. Unholy Heat, 23 Mishra's Bobble, 20%, and Force of Vigor at 31% of the decks. All the, the number of copies going down and stuff. And, uh, yeah, first place that took it away, or at least with a, a 7-0 record, was five-color indomitable creativity. Now, this one is uh, spicy because this is the indomitable, cre- indomitable creativity deck that hits Archon of Cruelty as the only creature. And because before Archon of Cruelty was in the Esper Persist decks was the way to get that out. And now they're testing it with this Indomitable Creativity, which is Transmogrify-esque and stuff. And they got a single Transmogrify. I'm really... Okay, maybe Nomad, you can help me figure this out, or Danny as well. Why is Indomitable Creativity more important than transmogrify so indomitable creativity is red 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 x destroy x target creatures artifacts and or creatures for each pyramid is destroyed this way 
its controller reveals cards from the top of their library until an artifact or a creature is revealed and exile that card. Those players put those cards onto the battlefield and shuffle the library. So essentially it's four mana, one red, red, red to hit one of your tokens from Fable of the Mirror Breaker or do they got the dwarf, Dwarven Mine? Yeah, they got Dwarven Mines. So you got those creatures to be hitting with Indomitable Creativity to get to your Archon of Cruelty. Transmogrify. Oh, and, and it's sorcery speed. Transmogrify. Sorcery. Three red. Sorcery. I said that. Goddamn. Exile target creature. Oh, because it, it exiles the creature? It doesn't matter. You're doing it to a token. Exile target creature. That creature's controller reveals cards from the top of their library till they reveal a creature card. Put that card onto the battlefield, then shuffle. They play the same. Why is Indomitable Creativity the, the card of choice instead of Transmogrify? It's the same cost. You destroy, you exile um my guess is because indomitable is an x cost where it deal yeah where, where you where you'd excel x creatures or enchantments artifacts where this is only gives you one right you can so you can get more but it's like it's, it's how often are, how often are you seeing someone cast uh, for but x it's, equal two? it's more so to th- it's faster thinning out your deck maybe Maybe. That 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 is why. I mean, if that's the case, then kudos on you because that shit. I was I was boggling my mind. That that, to that is why is because because of, of the X. It you can thin it out more. Like yeah, you can cast it for four and do the one, or you can cast it for two and do two, cast it for six and get three. It all depends on when you can play it yeah and it's like just because you can hit an artifact as well like is that that higher of a priority well he doesn't this deck doesn't run any artifacts no well fable of the mirror breaker it's not an artifact but it makes treasure tokens with the the goblin you have well yes but i mean the the card itself doesn't uh, doesn't target enchantment so it just goes after the creatures okay it's because you can get more than one because is archon uh legendary no it's not so yeah, it's so you can get multiple mount oh, in one shot. Okay, yeah, I, I guess I can. I that can that, right. that, that, that would be why they probably run four rather than four trans transmorphide. Just because you can get. I haven't had any of these deck lists either. So what artifacts are they going for? They don't have any artifacts in the deck. So what creatures are they going for? Just Archon of Cruelty. Here I'm sharing the link that we're looking oh. at here, so you can check with us if you want. It's because it's X, so you can get all. If you had six mana, for instance, you can cast. Yeah, but you cast, gotta, it for, cast it for six and get three of them. Yeah, but you still got to have a creature or an artifact to target for that because it's destroyed. But, but, but I'm saying, well, that's why they're running all the token generators. Yeah, because the ones that make tokens are, again, uh, Fable Pr- Mirror. Prismari Command makes an art uh, treasure token, so you yep. got that. And. Fable the Mirror Breaker makes a treasure token, or makes a... Uh, Dwarven Mine. Yeah, Dwar- Dwarven Mine makes a creature. Uh, Fable the Mirror Breaker makes a, a creature that makes more tokens. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure their sideboard, they have stuff to deal, deal with it too, don't they? Uh, and their well, side- this deck is running both. It is, yeah, but it's like, why is it a, th- a 4-1 split? I don't know. In my head, it's like, the three red is what does it in for me. It's like, you you you're dealing with three. The same, right? They're they're pretty much the same card. So why why deal with a card that has three red pips as compared to one? Because People, of the X. Well, a well, not only that scalability, but also you can sacrifice a treasure token and get Archon, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, pretty much. Whereas, uh, it's like this... Mortify, you got to exile one of your creatures, which you don't have any. Yeah, but you're, you're making, making it. Oh, you're making, making it with Fable. Yeah, yeah, Fable and Dwarven Mine are your ways there too. So it's like you can, you got that thing going for you. I don't know. It's my guess is because of the X, and being able to hit the artifacts, like yep. just expanding that reach of a little more targets and stuff for you to hit. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Well, I'll, I'll dear consider. listeners, if you have twelve hundred dollars, why don't you build this deck and let's know how it goes. Yeah, four Ren and a playset of Ren and Six that are in this deck, two hundred and sixty dollars. Yep. Playset of Indomitable Creativity, sixty-four dollars. Uh, you should probably just look at, the, look at the land. That's where all the prices. Well, we've talked about this before. It's like, yes, the land's gonna fuck you over. It's just like looking at the deck itself of the actual cards that you can play. Yeah, you got Fable. A playset of Fable the Mirror Breaker is almost seventy dollars. Well, that's four cards. That's four cards. That's almost. Mm, I got three of them. Uh, Leyline Binding, new card from Dominaria United, is almost sixty bucks. That's nasty. Six mana the cost, but you get. But it has domain, so it can get reduced by the basic land types in your deck. So five color, four color, five color, five color. color. Yep. So it got all of them. So it can be an instant speed white, exile anything, banishing light anything. Mm -hmm. It's really fucking good. Magic players have been talking about this. Um, I think I mentioned this last time we were talking about Leyline Binding, but the guys over at the Dive Down very hyped on this card. Not only for like five color decks, but also for like rhinos and stuff. But Leyline Binding, I like it. Anyway, what's the next deck? <clears throat> next deck, we have mm. Azorius Control with the Kahira uh, Companion. Subtlety and Solitude, fun fact, they are elementals, so you can have Kahira as your companion because Kahira cares about elementals. But otherwise, this looks like your typical blue-white control deck. You got the Narset Parter of Veils and Days Undoing combo that you can do in here to strip your opponent's hand. If you have Teferi and Narset out, you can cast things at instant speed with Teferi and you cast Days Undoing on your opponent's turn so they discard their hand and don't draw any cards. That's that's, like, that's the blue <clears throat> that should get fucked. Two dress downs. It has this also has four leyline binding, and it has five colors. It has a single zygoth triome, a watery grave, and a steam vents. Where's the white source coming from here? And a regrin triome. So mm-hmm. like it's just easy to put this domain leyline binding card in here. Holy yeah, shit. two two lands and you have it. Yeah, well, two triomes. And you'll have it. Yeah, because look, they're just putting off, you know, again, Zygoth Triome as the one that gets them their green and black. And then what's their red that they're getting it from? The Rogarin Triome? Yep. Two Triomes. They get their five colors from this. Really, they could run one Triome and get it. Yeah, but they want the blue in there. But I'm just saying, if if you wanted to, you could run the one that's not blue-white. Very much could. I mean, there's not much else to say about this. Uh, Supreme Verdicts and shit like that. Next, we have Azorius Affinity, which is the Urza Lord High Artificer style deck with Springleaf Drum and Esper Sentinel, not the hammer decks of the Azorius hammer decks that you've been seeing. And this is actually kind of surprising because it's been a while since I think we've seen an Azorius Affinity deck here with Thought Monitors and the likes of that. So, <laughs> there's only two in here. Doesn't matter. Not as terrible. Doesn't matter. They're still going to get both of those every single game they play. Yeah, they're drawing a lot of cards in here. 
Esper Sentinel still being a very powerful card to just like getting you that one extra card per turn if your opponent mm-hmm. doesn't pay the tax on that. Is that on Arena Esper Sentinel Nomad? Um, I'm not sure. I feel like it. I know they printed a bunch. I'm of not a big Azorius player, so I know they got uh, no mono black printed a bunch of the modern horizon stuff into arena so i can't remember if that made the cut there espers as you're looking that up uh fourth place is golgari yagmoth this one if i'm not mistaken actually has no new cards uh really uh, outside of uh you there we go that's the name of the card outside of you it does its thing with Yogmoth to be bringing back the undying creatures and looping and then just drain you out. And from my understanding, the lines of this deck, very intense. But yeah, there's the uh, top four. So those guys are on 6 and all, but they must have, they must have just dropped. Uh, breakers or something. I don't know the full details of it. If you haven't lost, how would, you, how would someone 7-1 beat you? But I don't know. Anyway. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's the uh, event results there. Links down below for you to check it out as well. Upcoming events. J-Dubs, again, is your place to be. October 7th is the Warhammer 40k launch party starting at 6.30 p.m. Entry is $80. You'll receive a random Warhammer commander deck and get seated into a pod of four. Winner of the pod gets a Warhammer deck of their choice. Then on Saturday, October 15th at noon, the J-Dubs Dominaria United Store Championship will be going down. This modern format event will be done with Swiss pairings with a cut to top eight and will cost you $20 to enter. There will be promos given to participants of the event. Everyone will get the uh, Spell Pierce that we've talked about last week, which still looks like a really fucking solid Spell Pierce. It's so good. Uh, next up, Top eight players will receive the Gilded Goose that has the fish in its mouth, and the winner will receive that hulking jelly bean of Omnath, Locus of Creation. All information for that will be down below. But next up, just posted today, was the J-Dub's DreamHack RCQ Cycle 2 Modern event going down Saturday, November 5th at 12 p.m. Uh, I'm reading directly from their site here. Join J-Dubs for round two of the DreamHack RCQ. This will be a modern event and with Swiss rounds based upon attendance and a cut to top eight. Entrance is $50. Participation, you will get a Thraben Inspector promo and one booster pack of Double Masters 2022. Woo! Hot dang. That's just for participating. Top eight. Might just go just take that and drop. Right. And I play and get some stuff because top eight, you could get a selfless spirit borderless promo, a top eight pin and additional prizing based on attendance. Could be more. Double I'm not going to top eight with burn, dude. Yes. I, I will get you. You could top eight with burn. But that's the thing. I don't think I'd play burn. Oh, what would you play? My Ooh. soul sister deck. I think you could do it still. Mono white. No, it's uh green white. It's, it's true. Soul sisters. Oh. Because I have the green Soul Sister. Prosperous Keeper. No, Soul Sister. Soul Warden. Oh. Or, uh... Essence. No. Is it Essence Warden? It's one... Yeah, I can't remember. It's one of them. But it's the uh, the time-shifted one. But then yep. you could toss in a uh, Prosperous Keeper there as well, too. Get you the treasure token. Could. Uh, so, top eight gets that. First place, an invitation to the next regional. Selfless Spirit Borderless Foil Championship Pin and Lanyard. Ooh. Foil... 
textured Renin 6 and one Money. of each etched foil fetch from Modern Horizons 2. Holy shit. Josh is going balls to the walls with this. That's what you get for your $50 entry. Is you can fifteenth, the fifth, fifth of November. You have some time here. You wanna, you wanna come up here for modern nomad? Oh, maybe. When when we all scrub out, we can just go. We can all go get a beer together afterwards. (laughs) We'll just just all dipped after round two. (laughs) What would you do if you fucking started closing the game out with 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 your Soul Sisters deck though? Like you made it all the way to top eight. You're gonna be like. Well, I guess I'm gonna get a get a beer then. Fuck this. I don't think you're gonna do that. First of all, what world are you dreaming in that I'd actually make top eight with Soul Sister? That's what I'm saying. What if you do it? But I'm just saying, what world are you dreaming that you, I'd actually make it? Your best world. What are it. the What are the chances? I have. Hopes, what is the percentage of me dreams, actually making it? Aspirations. I would. I would literally. Zero. I would literally. Not zero. <laughs> I would literally have if to eight, have everyone show up. You can do it, Danny. I have faith. I don't know. See, Nomad believes in you. Fifty bucks is a lot for an afternoon of fun. Look at the prize pool. It's good. And then the more you get, the more that the uh, top eight gets more on uh, on attendance. And just like a promo Thraben Inspector and a Double Masters twenty twenty two pack, and then just hanging out with your friends just to. I just have I just stories. might have to put my uh, Mox Diamond on loan. There we go. There we go. It'll happen. But yes, go check out J-Dubs for all of your magic events coming up. Um, that's all we got for the upcoming events. Finally. Here. It's only been like, what, 45 minutes to get through the intro? No. How long has it been, Matt? 40. <laughs> or almost 40. Exactly. Not, for, not 45. Almost We've 40. been live for an hour and 12 minutes, 11 minutes. Yeah, and like 30, 35 minutes of that was the pack drawings at the beginning for the league. I'm just saying, it's, it's been 40 <laughs> minutes since we started the podcast. Well, how about you read the next bit of news here? I can't. Oh. Do you want to read it or you want me to? Sure, I'll read it. You just read it? Right. You want to zoom in? All right, that's good. Uh, so, news topics this week. We have pre-release updates. Uh, everyone remember back for the Streets of New Competitive Release when Watsi announced they were testing a different method in which paper release happened before the digital release. Question mark. Uh, well, <laughs> that is exactly what is going down with the Brothers War pre-release November 11th, uh, meaning the first chance for y'all to experience the rich story of the Brothers War through its cards will be at your LGS before online, the way it's meant to be. So when the set is fully releases on the 18th is when you can play digitally. Now hold on. What's this part here? As Matt would type. Uh, it says there is something else different happening for the Brothers War set release. You will get your hands on product other than the pre-release kit's Deer Ring pre-release. So, with that, you have set booster, draft, and collector boosters all available to purchase a week before the official set release. This is for official WPN stores only through, though, so no big box stores will have product on their shelves. So no scalping Walmart, Target, or any of the other warehouse stores. Yeah. <clears throat> so so yeah. Essentially, you can you can get your t- typically it would be like pre-orders uh, would be able to get out 
at the time of pre-release, if you pre-ordered box, that's when those would be sent out. Yeah. But now WPN stores are allowed to sell generally their magic product for the set coming up with Dominaria or not Dominaria, uh, Brothers War, which could be you know good, bad. I don't know. I'm not a store person to understand the full brevity of a change like this, but it's good for magic players to know that if you didn't make a pre-order on some magic product, a WPN store can sell you it the week of the pre-release. So essentially it's like the release is a, is a week after the pre-release because you're getting all the cards during pre-release essentially. Right. Well, it's actually, it helps stores honestly. Cause it's like, Hey, you can get this at release at your normal Walmart, or you can go to your LGS the week before and buy it. That is true. That is a very good point. Like this, this gives more it's, credence it, to check out LGSs. It's a help. It's a help from Watsi finally for the LGSs. I do like that. That that. Thank you, Danny, for put putting in that perspective there. Yeah. Yep. It it, it takes money out of Jeff Bezos' pocket. Fuck Papa Bezos. Don't even know why I'm calling Papa Bezos, but Papa Bezos. I man. don't know why you're calling him Papo. So, because he has you wrapped around his finger. I don't have Amazon Prime, believe it or not. I got rid of that one a long time ago. I had a I had a purge, little side tangent. I had a purge on this a bunch of This is not a little side tangent. On a bunch of uh of of the monthly subscriptions that I yep. So my only subscriptions that I have is to OnlyFans. Yes. Hold on. Wait. Don't don't find me on OnlyFans. <laughs> Why would you subscribe to yourself? I like feet pics. So it needs one. You, you, you. It's a tax write-off, <laughs> goddammit. So you pay yourself to give yourself feet pics so you can just look down and see your feet? It's, it's called a mirror. It, there's a tax write-off purpose here. Leave me alone. But no, in all seriousness, I only got uh, Spotify Premium and I got YouTube Premium as my only two. Uh, fun fact with my Spotify mm. Premium, I get free Hulu. It's Hulu with ads, but I don't have to pay for that shit. It, it comes wrapped in with my Spotify premium. Yep, yep, I get it. Oh, yeah. decent. Yeah, so it's like I kind of get a twofer on that one. And then, uh, so I, I have to, I try, I tried going without YouTube premium for a while. When I did that whole perch, I'm like, I don't need it. But driving at work, I got to listen to fucking like YouTube shit uh, thrown in wow. with my podcast and stuff. And with YouTube premium, you can lock your screen. Yep. And stuff. Otherwise, you have to leave yeah. it open. Otherwise, you have to leave it open, and that could give me a lot of trouble. So, yep. so it's like I, I, I can, I can see it to the fact. It's like okay, fine, I'll, I'll fucking play YouTube Premium, and then let me tell you, I'm fine not seeing ads on stuff on there. Like what? ads popping up on YouTube are a super rare occurrence, and it catches me off guard when I'm on someone else's fucking YouTube, and they're like, "Here, watch this video," and then it's like five seconds, skip to sad. But if I you can, had uh, Amazon Prime, then you could you get music on there for free. Would need Spotify. Their, their streaming services suck. Yeah, and then that money goes to Papa uh, Bezos. And who wants to deal with Papa Bezos? I save a ton on shipping. I I, I don't buy a lot online. That's my thing. My wife well, does. But with Amazon Prime, you get a free Twitch subscription every month. Yeah, and that's kind of cool. I, I give that to you guys. My uh, free whatever subscriptions. Wait, you give that to us? I don't know, a little crown or something I gave it to you guys. I don't know what it is. I, I'm like, okay, give it, to, I, give it to you guys. I don't, do you get something? 
I don't think so because I have not put up any uh, like pay information we, stuff on we, Twitch. Well, that's the thing. We can't. I don't I think we can because we're not affiliated with them. Oh, is that how that works? We got to be affiliated. Yeah, because I don't you know what you're doing. I don't, think, I don't uh, think you can get subs. That, they give me one free subscription because I'm Prime, so I subscribe to you guys and then um, <clears throat> Wizards, and that's it. Hmm. Are you sure you're subscribed to us or some other off knockoff? Yeah, like maybe this I, week in time zones like, got you. Gave some some kind Whatever. of clicks to Jason Ashcroft. There we go. There's the guy that needs. What he, give oh. it to him, not us. Oh. Here, here, here's a plug for Jason as well. Coming up. Oh, and here's a plug for us as well. We got this oh shit locked God. in. We got this shit locked in. We have an interview coming up with uh, not Jason, not Jason, with Parker Parker Shaffle. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Parker Shaffle. He is the uh, person who created the, uh, the punk punk band Everything Sideways, and it's a magic based band. He has. They have an album oh. coming out. October 18th. We're interviewing him the 15th and we're flipping around so that way that episode comes out the nice. 18th. So y'all get ready. They're punk and hardcore. Dude, it, it like hardcore. Dude, it gives you it gives you some like no FX feel and, and shit. And nice. uh, he he sent he sent like a, a sample, said not to share it <clears throat> until the release. I, I, I respect that. The fact that he just like he could cause he was the one that reached out to us and stuff. So I thought that was super super fucking sweet. So I really hope that Listeners, nice. check this one episode out because it's really cool. Parker is also going to be on Jason Ashcraft's stream the 20th, so the f- Wednesday, for not Metal the Gathering, but Punk the Gathering. Um, to those that don't know, Jason has a uh, interview series on his Twitch stream where he interviews uh, metal bands and stuff and then plays a game with magic with them. And typically they've, they know how to play magic and that's what gets them into uh, doing Metal the Gathering. But then I uh, pa- I passed the information Parker's information to Jason. They got in contact, and they're going to be doing a, a a Punk the Gathering interview in October. I need to hit Jason up and say, "Hey, let me play a game with you guys. You totally I'll just bring I'll just bring hugs, and you guys can have all the fun you'd want." You got to do it. You got to fucking hit him up. But yeah, so uh, plugs for that. Check out Jason. Uh, go to Twitch for him. He he deserves he deserves it way more than us. We're just schmucks with microphones. He produces good shit for you to listen to. And I think doesn't he stream a live commander game every Sunday afternoon? Uh, yeah, almost every Sunday afternoon. And then he has like a couple other things. Last month he did a record with me where he recorded uh, the Trooper. Was it the Trooper from Iron Maiden? Yeah, I think I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was a Trooper. Or it was Run of the Hills, one of those two. But with a bunch of different his, uh, a bunch of his friends and stuff, they recorded all on stream and then they mastered on stream like it was over the whole month like yeah each week was different it was super cool jason's doing some intense stuff with his uh his stream and he just announced uh another thing with his command we're giving jason a bunch of plugs here jason come back on (laughs) um he's yeah i think the cool thing is he plays with people from other bands yeah dude there's so many people that play magic in the metal community and it's fucking amazing and that's what i love about it metal and magic that's fangirling it's good. This last Sunday, he had Barbara Blackthorn from Empress on, and I got to see them at uh, Mad with Power Fest. And holy shit, well, they're amazing. I'm excited to see what they got coming up next. Empress, go check them out. So, so speaking of what's next, what's next on the list? Yes, next on the list. Thank you, Danny, for keeping us in line here. I'm trying. 
So next on the list, we got some Unfinity updates here to kind of just go over and fill up. Oh, one more thing. We were talking Brothers War. Uh, we're plugging a bunch of things. I want to plug this guy in. Phil Dawson, he has a unofficial Magic the, uh, Magic the Gathering audiobook podcast where he is reading through the Brothers War uh, story on, on the podcast. Free to listen to uh, Phil Dawson. I'll link it below. But I just finished it, and this is my first time li- reading or listening to the Brothers War story, and I'm excited for some cards mm-hmm. that they're going to have to be coming out with. Like, we're going to have to get a Gix card. We're going to have to get a uh, a new Thanos, an a- actual Ashenod card now too. So, highly recommend if you're looking for a good just like storybook read that's magic related. Phil Dawson's official Magic the uh, unofficial Magic the Gathering audiobook podcast. Links down below. Just wanted to toss that there before I forgot. But Unfinity, the next set that everybody is excited about, along with Warhammer. Mm. Which one are you more excited about? <laughs> Warhammer or Unfinity? Both of you. Neither. No, neither. Neither. Neither or neither. Oh, like, okay. if I had to pick, if gun to the head, it would be Warhammer. Because Unfinity <clears throat> is... I don't know. If you guys came it's, over two nights and we had to choose, it's drink gonna... a beer, play Unfinity. Oh, okay. So you're both on the different sides. They're like last minute gun to head choice, Unfinity and Warhammer. I just, I just feel Warhammer would be better as card play, just because it's closer to actually magic, or not even closer to magic. It's just, it's not breaking all the rules that we know. Where Unfinity is literally chaos on cardboard. I mean, you're not wrong with that. So, uh, like... Last onset I played was Unglued, and it was okay. That's the thing. I've never played an onset. Did, like you, come, actual- did you come drafted Robs with us for un, not unsanctioned, uh, not unstable? It was unstable. Oh, okay. No. No, I never drafted that one. Uh, a few times I've been to Robs, <laughs> it was for... Commander. Okay. Yep. And then the draft for your bachelor party. Yeah. That was a good time. That was a very expensive oh, draft. Good. You're you guys are commander players, so I, there's some some heat in them sets, so or in that Warhammer set. Oh dude, yeah, that Warhammer has a lot of good shit. And then legacy players also are looking for some of that uh oh, God, that one Necron card that's a three one if you cast a spell from anywhere other mm-hmm. than your mm-hmm. hand. You get a return from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. It's just a three one. And mm-hmm. commander play or uh, legacy players are looking at that like this card is way better. And I'm like trying to think. It's like, are you casting a lot of shit outside of your hand? Well, anything you cast from um, my library, anything you cast off of expressive iteration, like whatever you have exiled it's, there, it's gonna it's gonna combo with a lot of legacy cards. I can see it, but uh, as listeners know. I, I don't follow Legacy super close. I just know what I read on Reddit posts. Well, you you play that way in Commander. Play you just, you exile cards and you play from exile. Yeah, that does that a lot. You play them blue black all the time. So I play a lot of stuff. For, I don't have a blue black deck. Well, I mean, well, those colors combinations. Okay, fair, fair. I like to exile everybody else's shit, and then play that shit. Yeah. From not your library. Medical Bolas deck was still one of my favorite decks. Nobody liked it. 
But let's go back to reading. That's why you don't play it anymore. <laughs> this Unfinity news here. We got the uh, everything that you need to know about the Unfinity booster boxes going straight from the Mothership article here. You get a foil box topper, Borderless Shockland. Each draft and collector booster display of Unfinity comes with a box topper booster filled with one traditional foil Shockland, the famous from Ravnica cycle of Dual Lands, themed with literally out-of-this-world borderless art. It shows a, a few of them there. That's probably the only reason I'd buy a box. Yeah, I think a lot of people are very... I mean, it's not a, I think. A lot of people online are talking they about... They are hyped for yeah, these shocks. The shocks are beautiful, gorgeous. Christian was talking about... Christian from the Discord, he was talking about how he's going to get the Warhammer decks and put the space duels in there to keep it on keep it on <laughs> theme. So, Yeah, you get a foil box topper with each draft and collector booster of all, one of the ten possible uh, shock lands there. Uh, for draft boosters, roughly one out of every four, tw- one out of every twenty-four boosters contain a borderless shock land, where you will find a basic land card. For collector boosters, there are two slots where a basic land appears, and for each of those slots, roughly one out of twenty-four appearances will be a borderless shock land instead. Yes, that means it's possible to find two borderless shock lands and one infinity collector booster. Odds on that, pretty low still, but it's kind of... Is that like technically pseudo-double compared to a draft pack, Danny? What's the math on that? If you get two lands and a collector booster, and both can be have a 1 in 24 chance of well, being a shock land as compared many, to a many, draft booster. How many packs? Does it sell 12 packs in the collector booster? Uh, 12 cards? No, mm. I mean, like how many packs are in the collector booster box? Oh, uh, I think that'll stay down here in a hot minute. Uh, so... Hold that thought then as I keep reading, and then we'll jump back to that. Uh, next up, information on the planetary planetary spacic basic lands and orbital spacic basic lands. Uh, these are the new full art borderless version of cards. They are the quote-unquote bread and butter of unsets. Dope. Yes. Uh, they will feature an atomic model-esque mana symbol. Note, not an actual atomic model for mana. <laughs> Other, uh, I mean, maybe if mana had that atomic symbol there, but that's the uh, planetary ones. The spacic ones do not have that planetary uh, atom thing there. They're just borderless completely. And if I'm not mistaken, there is a f- uh, the spacic lands, the ones in outer space, have a 15 percent mm-hmm. chance. Uh, you have a fifteen percent chance of those being ones opened as your in in your land slot, as compared to like sixty five percent for the planetary ones. So the planetary basics will be more common than the space basics. Well, yeah. Uh, next up, have you seen the galaxy foils? I I actually watched this on Twitch. Uh, I missed this intro, but like I don't know if you watched the Twitch preview for this. But it like automatically just cut out. At the end, there was like no like, hey, thank you for watching this. It was just it just stopped. Yeah, they had uh, they stated after the fact they had some technical difficulties, but they did put the full video up yep. on YouTube, and that's where I watched it. Well, you could also go back to their Twitch and watch what they just announced. Okay. Yes. Um. And yeah, you can just watch the entire thing because, like, that recorded the entire thing. So I just watched it there. But 
I skipped all the freaking attraction bullshit. Yeah, attraction is an interesting mechanic. I think did we talk about that last week? I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a special anyways, episode. talk about these galaxies. Yeah, so Galaxy Foils here. It's a new foil treatment that they're doing with their Infinity cards here. The Galaxy Foil treatment offered quote offers the similarity, similarly bright and reflective look of the traditional foil treatment, but punctuates it with echoes of planets and stars across the foiling. The planetary space basic lands shown above feature the galaxy foil treatments but many more cards across the set can show this new foil treatment including borderless shocks and collector boosters both showcase styles of full art basic lands and many other cards across these galaxy foil cards can only be found in infinity collector boosters in each collector booster you will receive three and five galaxy foil cards note that the galaxy foil treatment is featured on cards numbered 287 to 537 which will be included without a faux galaxy foil look in our new infinity variant card image gallery which is links below and we'll cover that here in a hot second as well but yeah no these fucking foiling Wizards trying a bunch of different foiling here. Like, they got the Surge foil with Warhammer. They got the Galaxy foiling with this. They got Textured foiling. Etched. And they got etched. Is that the only, like, foil treatments that they have right now? A well, traditional. They have that well, new didn't one. Didn't they have an just... embossed one on the, um, what was the embossed one on uh, Streets of New Oh, Gilded. Gilded foils. Gilded. Yep, there's gilded foils, and then they had the neon foils in Kamigawa. There wasn't any special foiling for Baldur's Gate, right? It was just the textured foil in Double Masters 2022. But yeah, them trying all these different foils things, and I don't know. I think they're looking pretty good. What they need to do is figure out one foil, get it 100% correct, so never fucking foil on curls. Yeah. Or Pringles. And then on, work wizards. on then work on the next one. Like well, this this is cool because it, it's in theme. Like it's cool. But it's alright until we see it in person. Cause obviously this isn't gonna do its justice. Yeah, but they don't have a gif like they have with the last few to as they're yeah. like moving the card so you can like see how the foiling is. Yeah. So it's just a picture. Yeah. I don't know. It's It looks all right. Like, it's one thing to have a full art land like this, but what it's, what's it going to look like on a typical card that's typical boarding? Yeah, yeah. It depends if they what it would look like. They're going to be putting on their showcase ones, which are the... I don't know. What, what, what's that art style that looks very comic-esque and stuff? But it's not... Script? Script, maybe? Okay. Or, they'll, uh, they'll probably talk about it here in a second. The cell shaded, like uh, Borderlands? Yeah. Is that what you're thinking? No. No. It's whatever oh. the new one is for Infinity. I'm pretty sure they'll talk about it here in this. Anyway, moving along. I'm yeah. So you get 12 boosters go. in a box. Okay. For a collector. Yep. So I thought. Collector box. With, you get the one foil orderless shot. Land. Yep, as your box stopper. So three to five galaxy foils and ten to twelve regular foils. Yep. I don't know. I, I don't know. That uh, would be pr- kind of expensive. Traditional foil reprint from a previous onset. Also. 
Yeah, I don't think from, you mentioned that. Yeah, from the list that was going to get mentioned at the uh, the end of this because that one I thought was super cool oh. that they're doing that for the list. Uh, yeah, that's kind of neat. I wouldn't mind a, a traditional foil. I, I maybe I'd hunt, hunt one down of the um, the blacker lotus. That would be kind of cool. That's the only one I remember from from years ago. Well, unfortunately, Blacker Lotus is not on the list, but a uh, quick, quick recap of that. There are 60 cards on the list for Unfinity, 58 of the cards plus two have two variants each selected from the constellation there, the, yeah, the constellation of past unsense. Uh, and here it is. So you got a Cornelia fashionable felcher, which was from unsanctioned. Alexander Clamilton, Angelic Rockets, and Animate Library. That one's a cool one because we now have an Animate Graveyard. <laughs> As luck would have it, Avatar of Me, Bingo, Bob, the Bevel of Bebby's, Beeble, Bevel of Beeble's Planeswalker, which is no, now no longer the only unplaneswalker. We now have Space Jace and Rockets? It's the dog. Yeah. A comet. Yep. Comet. Uh, Blast from the Past, By No Means, Graveyard, Busybody, Frankie Peanuts, Jack Knight, Kind Slaver, Mario Kill. <laughs> I love these names. Oddly Uneven. Old Foggy. Old Foggy. Old Buzzbark. <laughs> Phoebe Had a Sneak. Rules Lawyer. Yeah, the- that was I was reading that one. There you go. So speaking of this card... Um, earlier today, I was looking on Facebook and tapped out, um, had a, I follow them on Facebook and there's, I'm, my guess is one of their writers posted about this, like a wizard's writer. No, from tapped out. Oh, it's like one of their writers probably. Okay. Um, or maybe someone just posted it in their stuff, but it was, it was basically them saying, well, onset, since it's eternal, should just be banned in commander silver borders are technically unbanned but but i mean like this one right here because all stack abilities have an effect on you yeah and this is this is banned because it is silver border but it's one of those things where depending on your play group but this new stuff since it's not silver bordered yeah yeah that's the thing where it's the acorn did we mention that before yeah some have acorns some don't but and acorns mean it's only for onset. Yeah, but the, then there's ones that aren't acorn, which means I'm not eternal I'm, legal. I, I'm not gonna go. answer there, that question. Man. Thank it you. Has the oval, it is eternal legal. Yeah. Yes. yeah, which shouldn't be. It shouldn't happen for onset cards. Well, this is just a new direction that they're taking. I, it, I, and it's I, like I, they're testing ground I, to see I what something get like it. that yeah. is. I get the that. The tens of vintage players are really upset about it. They are. Yes. Like I, I get the fact that they're trying new things, but the onset has been Mark's playground for the last how many years, where he gets to go do whatever he wants to do with the set. There's a reason why you have creators for standard rotation cards or commander cards. Let Mark have his fun time in onset land and yeah. leave him there. So, so what you're thinking is that this is like a pull to bring this into. We, we don't need alchemy in cards. 
I don't think this is going to yeah, help me. Really it's, it's, up. it's like, hey, we're going to play these. We're going to let Mark, like, I understand like having, obviously, Mark has a lot of say at Wizards. Um, stickers are legal in yeah, stickers legacy are legal. and vintage. Like, who's going to want to put stickers on their fucking cards? Like, why would you put stickers on cards? They're literally going to give you stickers to put on cards. Yes. Why? For the effect of uh, attractions and sticker cards or whatever that matter for. But but here's and, the here's like if they they're literally giving you stickers to put on cards. Yeah, I, or cards. I sleeves. believe they're like what, like color form type little plastic stickers, right? That you just put on your uh, card sleeve. Yeah, they're 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 not they're not like the the reapply stickers from my understanding that are actual stickers that stick on the card and when they're yeah, on well, there some people are saying like posted notes but i thought i read something that they were like actual just like got uh, stickers uh, they used the doctor's office classic sticker that would kind of cling to it oh. like a window sticker yeah like a window sticker i mean if that's the case uh y'all keep talking about that i'll look in here and it says it's it, like it just doesn't make sense. Like why, like why wouldn't you just go yeah. to back to what Icoria and give them punch outs? Well, it's just uh, another technology to to test. Like you can have punch outs, but wh- why not test something with stickers? And at least if they're testing it with an unset, they can play. No, they, these, they are, play legal. these are these they're, are these are eternal legal. But it's like you can test with unset. Go ahead. But leave it not legal for eternal formats. It's the fact. It's the fact that it's me legal in Legacy Vintage and Commander. I think that, that they're gonna have these effects into it. Like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a sticker on your like card. Well, I think that you're gonna, you can't take off. I think it's gonna fall to the fact of like you should. Uh, you gotta ask first. It's and a card that I played. You can, cards. If I play a card that says put a sticker on one of your cards, if you don't counter the spell, you have no say. Because you, you can't. Because you can't counter the effect. I think there's like a, a thing of like consent. But of I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's gonna there. be fights because of it. That yeah, that's all under it, rule like, zero, Danny. On, but you, but here's the thing: we're internal, so it's legacy and vintage. Rule zero doesn't have, doesn't it, exist in Legacy right. Vintage. It's true, though. Mark did talk about on his podcast where, when it came to the sticker cards, they really worked them to not be competitive viable. But someone, I mean, it's they, definitely they, they, somebody's going to break. They, it. They, <laughs> you're not wrong. You're they not wrong. say they they made them so they're not competitively ca- cards, but people are gonna are going. It's just a challenge for people to nah. break them. I mean, you're, this you're is magic. It's it's a, it's just gonna cause fights at the magic table. Literally, punches are gonna be thrown. Probably. I don't know. I think I think if you're a, <laughs> a reasonable magic player, and if if I'm the one that's casting a sticker card on one of your cards, Danny, I'm at least gonna be like, hey man, I'm casting a sticker card. I don't want to put it on your card, but we know that. I it's don't believe affect- the stickers go on other people's cards. I think it's only your own. Find find one that changes names. Changes names. Yeah, because yeah, that's, like that's just one of them that adds names to cards. Yeah, blanks. So you, it's like uh, that old game show where you fill in the blank. Play, play some tug of war. There's a sub game card now. Yep. 
Four and a green. Players play a sub-game starting at five life with up to three permanent cards with different names from their mini-game library on the battlefield. As the sub-game ends, the winner chooses one of the cards they put onto the battlefield as the sub-game began and puts it onto the battlefield. Why? <laughs> Why? It's, it's so you can get free cards for... It's, uh, it's, it's a game to get free cards. It's better than Shahrazad. But anyways, uh, looking on, choose a card, exile, random. It looks like these ones are exiling your cards with ones that deal with name and stuff. Let's go to Oracle and Sticker. We got uh, Casey in the chat saying, I feel like they only did the legal and legacy to sell more boosters. I would very much agree with that. Um, yeah, lands for sure, right? Yeah, lands. But then there's some of these. Uh, one of my one of the cards that first cards that were shown were like Sawn Half, which is a legacy legacy legal card. Uh, two and a black destroy target creature. Its uh, its controller creates two tokens that are copies of it, except its power and toughness are halved each, rounded up or whatever. Like that one seems really fucking cool in in, in like in eternal formats and stuff. Combat damage to your player, you get a sticker. Well, it looks like it is your own. can modify but, what? But, but, Names, abilities, power, and toughness. Yeah. It does look like it's only yourself, but either way, it's the fact that you're putting stickers on cards. Yeah, if they're your cards. And you it, can put a hat, a hat on the people in the picture on your card. Yeah. So you can put a cool uh, knit cap on uh, Professor Onyx. It doesn't make <laughs> fucking sense. Get get her a uh, get her a beret, like no, not a beret, who, yeah, a beret. Like who in the right uh, mind would want to spend serious money to play Legacy and Vintage? And like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna put stickers all over my cards. And 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 here's the uh, thing: wouldn't that not make it illegal for you to play it the next game? Because you have something that's defacing the card sleeve, which makes it illegal. If you're playing on, that's if you're putting the sticker on the classic, sleeve, yeah, if you're putting the sticker on the sleeve, you can then change the sleeve. But I'm just saying, but you're wasting money. I mean, to be fair, we're wasting money on cardboard already. Well, (laughs) you can still sell it for money, so you're not technically wasting money. You're just moving money around. And then the economy goes to shit, and all we have is cardboard to start a fire that lasts for an hour. (laughs) It started the fire for you. Uh, But I'm just saying, it it doesn't make sense to have to deal with fucking stickers just give them punch outs like they did in Ikoria. Um, I think the next set Mark uh, Rosewater said they're going to have you where you actually put like um, temporary tattoos on yourself and then you get effects what happens wow. if you got an actual tattoo have you seen those people that got the, the D&D tattoos where it's like they're uh, saving <laughs> throws on their hand like people get like uh, three circles tattooed on their hand to to mark their saving throws if they get knocked out in. in what if their character dies? If then, they, then they have to get them perm- like permanently marked. The saving throws are just ovals, and you can like color it in with a pen, and then you can like wash it off with a pen, and just, the, the ovals oh, yeah. and stuff stay there. Convenient. Wow. Yeah. Your papers in front of you. Yeah, but I'm gonna write it myself instead. Yeah, but then it's like, however many, like if you fall down a lot, then you're marking up your paper, erasing it a lot, and then it kind of gets like worn out on that one spot there. Why not just do it on your hand and be like, hey, I got a tattoo, tattoo artist, put three ovals on my hand while you got while you're there. Oh my god! Why not? Yeah. So 
as soon as Wizards does temporary tattoos, is that going to incentivize kids to want to get tattoos? Is Magic the Gathering being a bad influence on kids? Sir, sir, no. Oh. It's, it's, <laughs> sir, it's the 50 cent tattoo sticker coin machine at Kmart that made everyone want tattoos. If we're, right. if we're going to be honest, uh, temporary tattoos, totally badass. I got a sheet of Pokemon tattoos from a Pokemon you, activity you book would. when I was seven or whatever. Pretty sure they're not any good. No, I doubt they are, but here they are. Look at this. Look at this. Let me see it, Matt. Asper, get in here. We're going to sleeve you up. No, I was just no. I was literally just gonna pull the clear clear coat off it and so hand it back. I I, I liber I saved this from uh, Casper. My mom she had my she had my Pokemon activity books and was like Casper here you can have them. He brought them home and he's coloring them. I'm fine with that. But there's the the tattoos on my like, colon. A second, Whoop. they're not they're probably not good anymore. But I'm like anyway. I need to keep them anyways. Back on topic. Back on topic. You um, gotta put the, are they like little character little Pokemon characters? Like how small are they? They're about quarter, yeah. fifty cent piece yeah. size. There's a uh, butterfree you slowpoke. Put those on your cards. On your over the art on some of your cards. They're awesome. They're probably about a third the size of a card. I would totally be fine putting a Pikachu on this foil gem razor. Oh, you want? I mean, imagine Pikachu coming at you like the way that gem razor's coming at you. If Pikachu was actually like in Thunderbolt action, yeah. We got Casey saying kids kids get tattoos for MTG and pretty soon they're doing coke in the hallways. Yes, sir. Praising <laughs> the devil. You know it. You yeah, know it. doing some of that good old Halo. <laughs> Fucking raising little hellions here. Uh uh, but where we're at, yes, uh, we talked about etern- uh, we talked about acorn cards being eternal legal and stuff there, so we can go over that. Attractions is their new thing that they're trying here. Uh, quick read on that: attractions are exactly what you think of when you visit a theme park. Awesome locations, games, and experiences you can participate in and enjoy. Others will tell you when and how to interact with attractions, and they will be important part of the Infinity Draft. So important that draft boxes, as well as collect boxes, will have dedicated slots for you to open them. Plus, attractions share a non-magic card back, featuring additional reminders how they work in game. And the reminders go like this, according to the card the card says open an attraction by putting the top card of this deck so you have it a separate attraction deck do you guys remember playing with cogs contraptions contraptions was the one from unstable i never played on okay the the one before unsanctioned unstable the draft one there but they had cogs i think they were yep so you have a separate deck of attractions. So open an attraction by putting the top card of this deck onto the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Destroy attraction goes to the junkyard, which is separate from the graveyard. Yep. Roll a six-sided oh. dice as your main phase begins. Visit each attraction with the result lit up. Building an attraction deck. Uh, in limited, use any... Use any you draft or open in sealed decked. Minimum of three. In constructed, no more than the same name. No more than one with the same name and has a minimum of ten. So each main phase, you roll a six-sided dice. 
and you go to an attraction according to the number and stuff here and there's a few options uh so for if you roll three five and six you get to scry one for this card called fortune teller and that's that's it pretty pretty straightforward i'd say um yeah uh showcases what is the 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 art style infinity also features its own showcase of tomorrow booster fund treatments this one is a homage to the mid-century modern style with an aesthetics that's a perfect for an atomic futurism meets magic amusement park yeah and it it looks like stuff that you'd see in like a 50s style home trying to be modern uh there are 10 showcase uncommons 14 showcase rares six showcase mythics two borderless planeswalker cards and we will talk about them below right now we got comet stellar pup and we have no they don't show the other one space chase yeah space chase yeah space chase that that, the super funny thing about that i just want to say before it was like a couple days before space jace got previewed christian from the discord was talking to me about a card called raging river and how that's a really cool card and it kind of works the same with what space jace does space jace has a a static ability when he so when he like enters you put cards into quadrant three different quadrants and stuff and they can only attack beta gamma yeah yep uh raging river kind of the same thing but from back in alpha set where when you attack you separate your creatures into two piles and your defending player separates their creatures into two piles and creatures can only block in their corresponding pile for their lanes so i thought it was super fun that you know christian was talking about that and then all of a sudden we get space chase which is a modern take on raging river so yep yeah, uh, Comet the Stellar Pup is an interesting card because it's a, a, a roll a six-sided dice Planeswalker card for two red-white, five loyalty, <clears throat> legendary Planeswalker Comet. He's a cute-looking pup with a space helmet. Zero loyalty, roll a six-sided dice, and it has a bunch of different abilities. One or two, plus, one, plus two loyalty, then create two one-one green squirrel creature tokens. They gain haste till end of turn. Uh, if you roll a three, neg three, then return a card with mana value two or less from your graveyard to your hand. Four or five, Comet Pup deals damage equal to the number of loyalty counters on him to a creature or a player, then minus three loyalty. Oh, they're doing it backwards there. I like that. And then the ultimates, or the, the six, you get a plus one. You may activate Comet Stellar Pup's loyalty ability two more times this turn. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. We talked but about hey, just to be clear, so Space Chase is not legal in any format. He's not legal in uh Legacy Legacy? No. He's Acorn? Oh yeah. He's got a he's got a no, he has an oval. Yeah. But Skyfall has this has him listed as not legal in anything. Oh, because it's not technically out. Yeah, it's not out yet. Scryfall. Scryfall oh, does that. You click it on will be. Yeah. As soon as you click on okay. any of the cards, like Ambassador Blippity Blorp Bloop says it's not legal in anything okay. because uh, it's, not, it's not printed. Yeah, uh, we talked about See, that's why I'm an amateur and you guys are the pros. I don't know about uh, pros. We just read what's in front of us. <laughs> I did not know that about Scryfall. I thought they would already know that ahead of time. No, it's it's because uh, because obviously the set isn't released yet. It's just spoilers. Yeah. You can't proxy it. Exactly. 
Yep. I mean, <clears throat> I think that's a, one of the things with the magic cards when they come out and stuff. It's like nothing is legal to play, even if like you can't play any of the spoiled cards in standard until it's like official. He is uh, pretty selling at thirty eight dollars and sixty cents. Jace's. Woof. Yep. Well, it's just like you can't so you can't play pre release cards in modern yep. until it's released. Yep, that is very true. So, so the products that you're going to get are Infinity Draft Boosters and Collector Boosters are the two booster packs along with pre-release mm-hmm. kits. No, they don't yeah. have pre-release. It's just draft, I think. Yes. Yeah, why would they have pre-release? Uh, draft Boosters contain one planetary spacic basic orbital spacic basic or borderless shock land. One rare or mythic rare can be showcase or borderless planeswalker card. Two attractions of any rarity and both can be the same rarity including two rares. Three uncommons, six commons, one common, or a traditional foil card of any rarity can be a showcase, borderless planeswalker, or an attraction. One sticker insert with a variety of stickers for gameplay use, and one token and or add insert. Um, we talked about there being a 24, uh, 24 draft boosters in the booster box. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get the Shockland. And the Collector Booster Box, you're going to get a traditional foil, planetary spacic, or orbital spacic, or borderless Shockland, a galaxy foil, planetary spacic, orbital spacic, or borderless Shockland, a galaxy foil or traditional foil booster fun, rare, or mythic. A traditional foil, rare, or mythic rare cannot be showcase or borderless. Don't know why that's the case, but that's what it says. Galaxy rare or mythic rare cannot be showcased. Cards of tomorrow or borderless planeswalker cards. You get one galaxy foil, common or uncommon, can't be showcased. One galaxy foil or traditional foil showcase. One traditional foil attraction of any rarity. Four, Four traditional foil commons. Two traditional foil uncommons. One traditional foil double sided token. And one traditional foil card from the list. Of Infinity, which we talked about earlier, so so uh, that's good that they're keeping the showcase planeswalkers for the draft set. There you go. And that's it. You ready to enter the park? October seventh. Oh, did does J Dubs have anything on? Probably not. At least I don't think I've seen anything for. Yeah, I think it's all been modern and Warhammer. Warhammer's going on. Maybe they'll do like side events of. Uh, maybe. Maybe. But that's for J-Jubs. Check with your local LGS to see if they're doing anything special for Infinity there. Yep. Well, there we have it for the news. I think that's like a lot of weeks of talking of Infinity in a row. That's two hours. Oh, yeah. We'll make this quick. Conjured Currency. Uh, now to the Conjured Currency section where we cover finances of notable cards and their price trends. The main resource that we use for this is the amazing site, mtgstocks.com, who comes out with a weekly winner's article that goes over three to five cards that are moving up in price and three to five cards that are moving down in price. The weekly winner article drops on Friday. We record on Monday. So if there's any price differences between then and now, we will let you know. Let's jump into it. Starting off, we got uh, a really cool card. Weathered Sentinels. When I first saw this one, I'm like, yeah, this is a fucking solid card. So Weathered Sentinels is three colorless, artifact wall, two five. It came out in the Streets of New Capenna Commander deck. Defender, Vigilance, Reach, and Trample. It's a lot of stats for a three drop two five. Uh, When Weathered Sentinel attacks players who attacked you, 
can, oh, Weathered Sentinel can attack players who attacked you during their last turn as though it didn't have Defender. When Weathered Sentinel attacks, it gets plus three, plus three, and gains indestructible till end of turn. It's pretty fun. Yeah, he, he gets pretty strong. He does. It's a three mana, five, eight, with indestructible, vigilance, reach, and trample. Yeah, he's 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 a powerhouse in any defender centralized deck. Yeah, because of all like, hey, if this has defender, give it plus X plus X for every creature that has defender. It can be found in the Riveteers Rampage Commander deck, which is Derekaz is the name of that guy. No, um, Watsi, not Watsi Toro, Toolbox Exemplar or whatever that guy's name is found in that deck. Um, this card has been wildly overlooked for a while and people are now realizing how good it is essentially is what it seems like. Uh, Arcades, the strategist, like big butt attacks decks are pretty good. And according to EDH rec, we also see this card show up in decks around, oh, I don't know, uh, that Dalsim, Dalsim pliable pacifist, which is the street fighter card and Rased in Basar which is a card from Commander Legends. Each creature you control assigns combat damage so or toughness instead of its power. So essentially, it would be an 8-8 indestructible when this thing attacks. Yep. It's not bad it, in, in a butt-style deck. Next, we have Wedding Announcements. This one's a very good card in Standard. Uh, white 2 Enchantment. At the beginning of your end step, put an invitation counter on wedding announcements if you attacked with two or more creatures this turn draw a card otherwise create a one one white human creature token then if wedding announcement has three or more invitation counters on it transform it and you're gonna be a goofy card that's not gonna let me show the backside i think transform just gives creatures plus one plus one if i'm not mistaken transform uh creatures you control get plus one plus one so yeah it's just an anthem on the back end there Jumped up 124% last week. Today, it's $9.99. And uh, as of Friday, it was $9.99. Today, market price, $9.18, average $9. Foils, $10.50, European average, $3.25. This has a normal printing. It has a double feature printing, which is an average price of $12. And the extended art is almost $15. This one is moving up in price due to being in a standard deck that is just Orzov standard. Uh, Esper stand. Here we go. Esper standard is the list that they're showing here uh, with Rafine scheming seer. From what I understand of standard, Rafine is kind of being a terrifying card in the format right now. And with more in-person events that are happening involving standard, people are starting to look at standard and pick up actual cards to play more in in in-person events as well. But next up, we have Yoshimaru, ever faithful, the goodest of boys, chilling there on his throne of gold. Single white, one mana, one one. Whenever another legendary permanent enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one, plus one counter on Yoshimaru, ever faithful. It has partner. It's a dog. Jumped up 35%. Was at $11.75 on Friday. Today, Monday, market price $10.72. Average $11.23. Foils going for $14.84 and a European average of a Euro 94. Now, this is a commander-only card. It was printed in the Kamigawa uh, set boosters as like 
that in, in the commander only slot there. And it seems to be a popular card to include with Joda the Unifier, new, gar- new card from Dominaria United, and Ratadrabic of Urborg, which is whenever another legendary creature you control dies, you create a token that's a copy of that, except it's a 2-2 black zombie in addition to its other types. So Legendary Matters decks are picking up a lot in pace right now because of everything that came out in Dominaria uh, United. Kethis the Hidden Hand is actually getting talked about in some decks as well. If I'm not mistaken, I think Kethis is actually banned in uh, Pioneer. Yeah, banned in Pioneer. So it would only be Modern, Commander, and Legacy. But according to the article here... Commander is really what's moving that there with a Kethis-style decks as well. Mm-hmm. So Legendary Matters, Yoshimaru moving up in price there. Danny. Yes. You want, you want to talk about some of these cheap pickups? Sure. First up, we have Search for as Kanta. MVP of uh, Nomad and my game there. We both yeah. got that, and it just kept getting us cards. Nice. It was really good. It I was- put in my deck, and I don't think I played it <clears> once. <throat> It's a really good fucking yeah, no. card. I play it once. I when think. you're playing mid-range, you don't want to have to pull a land when it's getting heated. Yeah. It is a legendary. Yeah. That's the only reason I played it. So. But yeah, it's sitting at 469 and moving up. Next up, we have Imperial Recruiter sitting at $6.73. It is stabling out. This was a staple for a long time. Felt and- like super expensive because it was from portal three kingdoms and it didn't get a reprint until uh double masters mm, was it double masters was its first reprint? masters 25 was its first oh. it's uh masters modern 25 Horizons was its, two. its first it reprint and then it got modern horizons 2 yep and it got the judge promo yeah it has a judge promo too has a couple has one yeah portal three obviously eight pack only but anyways, what's the next one? Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. We have Pardon Wizard sitting at 534. It is slowly coming down. Um, for those who don't know, it's blue, blue, blue for a creature wizard for a 2-2. Tap an untapped wizard you control. Counter target spell unless this controller pays four. One. One. That's so far away. Yeah, it's a four spike. That's gross. It's not hey, bad. It's a counterspell on my creature at all times. Yeah. You got to have wizards. Well, I mean, yeah, he taps himself. Merfolk, more Merfolk wizards. Merfolk wizards, yep, yep. But yeah, he taps himself for like, oh, I'm a counter your spell. It is any spell. Well, it's yeah. not a counter. It's you pay one. It's like a spell pierce, right? Yeah. Four spike for the one. Four spike is pay one. And spell pierce because this hits anything. Spell pierce only hits non creatures. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying it's, uh, it's still counter spell. It is. It's pretty. But good. yeah, you, your yeah, opponent. You're also tapping a creature, so you're losing a defender. You are, but if you have a lot of creatures out, you can like kind of just like counter up in there. But it's like if you put that on the stack, they could be like, oh, they're gonna keep tapping their wizards potentially to fully counter this spell, and then you're right. Yeah. It, it it has a little bit of extra, like gameplay and stuff with mm-hmm. it behind it yeah yeah this is wizard tribal is moving up right now that is the big thing it is people next big 
Merfolk yeah. is getting a reboot, so. Do you, do you got a wizard wizard deck on Arena right now, Nomad? Uh, actually, two. I have a red one and a blue one. Sick. Definitely have to play that. Is it in uh, Explorer? No, I don't know if I have one wizard. We got that new one out that uh, pumps all your creatures, gives them plus one, plus O, and trample for each spell you yeah, cast. Yeah, Merfolk Wizard. Nah, that was not a mer- that's not a Merfolk Wizard. That's a Bird Wizard, that one I'm thinking about. That just came out in Dominaria. No, I am playing with uh, Raven Man right now, trying to uh, do yeah. some kind of uh, cycling or hurting or something. Oh, Raven Man. Making birds and discarding shit. Yeah, and then a finale card that gives all your tokens plus one, plus one. What? Uh, oh, uh, what is it? Uh, it's a it's black, white. It's like four black or whites. Uh, what is that finale? Uh, I can't think of the name. Sorry, but I'm, I'm playing with uh, Raven Man and um, Bastion of Remembrance. So I can just make a bunch of birds. Okay, and then when they die, it drains. Right, and then uh, it's something finale. It's four mana, either white or black, and it gives all your token creatures plus one, plus one. Okay. That's pretty fucking sick. And blood. It's fucking pretty pretty cool. If you want to play, we'll, we'll hit it up. I'm totally down. I got a, a mono black deck. I got to keep grinding away. I need, I need more wild cards for Graveyard Trespassers. I think I just need those for that deck. Sure. It's a good solid card. Mid-range exile shit. Is solid that card. is a very solid card. Right. And that's moving up in price. Uh, side side note with that one. I guess Matt's quick pick of the week for the finance section. There was the standard Demir decks that came out around AFR and stuff that had a... It was three or four graveyard trespassers in the deck. They're moving up in price. So those challenger decks, if they're still around could be a good deal. Like if you buy those and the graveyard trespassers could help flip the, the money back and stuff for you. So we, you know, you get the cards, you get the, you get the trespassers on cheap and a bunch of other cards. I think it had the, um, the, the blue dragon from AFR that, uh, when it deals damage, draw a card. If you have three or less cards in your hand, draw up to that many, draw up to three or whatever. And it has like ward four as long as it's untapped. Yeah. I have it in my brawl deck. Yeah. It's a good card. It is. It's a good card. And that's the standard deck that has like three or four graveyard trespassers in there. So there's that with the conjured currency. Uh, go check out our friends over at tcgsniper.com. They are a price tracking website that is very useful and stuff. They You uh, put your cards in or your product because they also do four boxes and stuff. Put your product in, set your desired price. You get notified if it moves up or down. You go over, sign up, and say the guys over at This Week in MTG sent you. You will get three months free of their Plus program. And I feel we've kind of rambled on enough, so no thought cast at the end of this one. Unless, uh, Nomad, you, you you want a topic to talk about real quick. Uh, we have to do a thought cast because Big G's not here. we got to do a thought cast. Okay. So uh, what will be the new technology in the next uh, unset, Danny? You tell me. He's he's asking you. You. That's all. That's all. Make a guess. So what's the question? I already put out the temporary tattoos, but uh, what what do you think they're going to come in, out with in, next for like, magic? The next onset. Yeah, or anything. Um, uh, who knows? It could be in the next 
set. I mean, we've seen uh, dice be moved from unset to paper and stuff officially now. Well, dice was... Dice Matter was first in the unsets, and it was kind of like one of those random variants that they're like, ah, oh, that's only going to be staying in an unset. And yet we got AFR, and it's like, oh, this actually works. Well, so. Ral, Ral Zarek had coin flips. Coin well, I flips. suppose he had, coin, he had coin flip, not dice. Coin flips were competitive. Afreets and stuff, you could play those. So I don't think that's a new mechanic mm. or technology that they'd use. Yeah. Well, the coin flips, because of D&D, is obviously just made it permanent now. Um, I don't know, but who knows what Mark's thinking here? Here's, here's my guess for the next unset. What? What is it, man? They're going to have storybook cards where it's essentially going to be like two, three cards in a row. It, I don't know if it would be like opening like a book or it'd be like a peel off sticker. Like you go from one to the next to the third. So kind of well, they already so, have three sided cards. Yep. Duel Masters has three sided cards. They got three sided cards. Yeah. Mark, the Mark talked about it. Is that a new one? Yeah. He, well, he talked about it in one of the releases or the previews thing a couple weeks ago. He mentioned it. That they're yeah, looking I magic think dual masters, right, Danny? Yeah, it's the Japanese. Yeah, it's dual masters. Already has three sided cards. I have not heard about this. Then yeah, well, that's the thing though. Magic's already had technically three sided cards. Folded triple faced cards. Yep. I'm pulling this one up from MTGRocks.com. So Magic's, like I said, Magic's already done this. With their meld ability, okay, it's technically a three-sided card. Okay, but uh, I think Dual Masters does it a little differently. I don't know how they do it. It's just different. Yeah, they got it here. But then you can look at Pokemon. Pokemon kind of has the same thing with that, where you get like the pieces of like Mewtwo and you can put them together. Exodia and Yu-Gi-Oh, four piece, five pieces of Exodia to to make the creature and stuff. Yep. But I'm talking like storybook, where it's like pages turning or like the, stickers to to pull off in three mm. phase phases there i mean this yeah. probably makes that, the most sense that right there well they already cost... have the two the dual cars like fire and ice so we could have four sides yep yep see i'd be fine I, with that D, uh what was it mdc well two spells on each side mdfc yeah. there we go yeah 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 i don't know it's what? Have you guys noticed that there's another card that has you go to a website? Urza's Funhouse. New card in, of course, in uh, Infinity here. Urza's Funhouse. You go to Urza's something dot com, mm-hmm. and it kind of plays the same way as like Urza's Headmaster from Unfinite, not Infinity, fucking Unsanctioned, not Unsanctioned. God damn it! The the, the, the unset that you drafted first, uh, unglued, unhinged, unstable. There we go. Yep. Right? So no, mass, unstable, mass, unstable was... Mass prediction QC codes. QRCs? The, the QC codes on cards you scan with your phone. Maybe. It's... I mean, we, so we now have the technology of where you can become a card. Did you see it's, that? It's going to be, it's gonna be uh, Magic Digimon, where, you, where your phone literally projects hey. a halo of your creature. Hey, if we're going to be honest, that would be pretty fucking bad. Or a hologram. You know how many people want that kind of shit already? Yeah. I've wanted that since I was like five. 
Right? Or eight. Yeah, ever Digimon since we've was... seen Star Wars in 1978 when they were playing chess with little animated characters. Yep, and they fucking like just fight each other. We're not that old. I mean, I I'm you've not... never seen the original Star I, I, Wars. I have, I have. I was, I was, I was kidding as in like we weren't kids that age at, when when that came out. Yeah, I wasn't alive. I was, I wasn't even a twinkle in my daddy's eye. No, I was not either. You were just a spirit on their bedroom carpet. Probably. Well, we technically couldn't. We we're the we we're the lucky ones that stayed yeah. inside. I was a scaredy cat, I guess. <laughs> uh, all right. Know, I don't want to take it all this long. So my guess is um, uh, chewing gum in a packs. Ooh, chewing gum. There we go. I'd be down for that. They do it with baseball cards. <laughs> I I would hate I would hate be the person that opens a box that got left. What happens if they if they find these? Missing boxes for years inside this warehouse. Well, you're going to have a... Uh, Very stale piece of gum. You're going to have a... Tar- pretty, pretty sure that gum is... get lucky just- like Big G and get a card that lets your legendary cards banned. Yep. You could yeah. do that. You could get the uh, temper- t- uh, tabernacle at Bubble Vale. Yeah. How, how many have there been so far? It's um, like the golden ticket. For tabernac- tabernacles? Probably yeah, wasn't that the big one? There's yeah. been a, a hot few of them and stuff that I've seen on Facebook posts. We got Chapman in the chat. Hey Chapman, we're live. What's up, man? How's it going? It's been a while since you jumped on a live on a live. And he's on YouTube. He typically, uh, from my under, from the way that I understand it, he typically watches through the uh, the YouTube unedited mm-hmm. version that that Patreons get the unedited version of this. But uh, that's all we got then for this week. Danny? Yeah, after two hours and 20 minutes. Beautiful. That's about on par when we have a third person here. It's a, a, uh, yeah. 40, 45 minutes of giving away prizes. Yeah, see? There we go. Yeah, hour and a half. This is, is going to be perfectly fine. And I got to edit this. I got to do my best to edit this thing tonight because I'm going down to the cities tomorrow at 2. Whose fault is that? Well, a, li- a little hey, so meet you at the Fulton Brewery. Uh, go to the Varsity Theater. We're going there. There's uh, a band called Inner Shikari that's playing. It's my wife's favorite band. Yeah. Like, you guys have fun. In the top three. What's that? He said you, you guys, guys have, have fun. fun. Oh, yeah. We, we'll totally be having fun. They put on a great show. They're from uh, they're from the UK and stuff. So they got good accents. They got good beats. And it's, it's very good. Good screams. Good guitars. Good drum be- beats and stuff. Yeah. Chapman, I'm sorry, man. You missed it. We just finished it. But there will be another one coming in the spring. Uh, Nomad was talking about that earlier. We're going to be trying to do them twice a year. Fall and spring leagues, I guess, is what we're doing. Yep. The more people we get. Late winter and early winter. Yep. The best way to describe it, to make it understandable. (laughs) When snow comes and when snow goes. But Magic Folk, thank you so much. For making it to the end of episode 156 of this week in MTG. Thank you to our patrons, Chapman, who make this con CEO Chapman. Oh shit. We gotta like actually be professional here now. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh thank you to all of you for supporting us. We'd also like to give a big thank you to JW Sports Cards and Gaming for sponsoring us. If you're looking for anything magic related, go check them out. Now, if neither of you got anything else you want to add to this podcast. If uh Mark was uh, Rosewater makes a card that makes you put a bird on your head. You'll hear about it here first on uh, This Week in MTG. 
Dude, I'd be excited. Did you know that there's like a law in Minnesota you can't cross borders with a duck on your head? Yep. Yeah. It's the unknown rules. See? Fascist. It's weird. And it's like one of those old archaic rules that they keep in the book. Now all we got to do is tell Mark Rosewater about this and be like, hey, man, you want some cool rules? Go check out some of these odd state have, laws. Have you, have you looked at the the new approach to the second son? Yeah, where you put the deck of cards on your hand. But you, you put yourself seventh from the top, put the six cards on top of your head. Yeah, so what, are you supposed to sit on the other ones? No. You just put the seven cards on top of your head. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got to really practice that balancing act. I was talking to Key. I was messaging Key at work. Uh, so it says, when if those cards were to fall off your head, exile, exile, and then destroy enchantment, can you accidentally knock them off your head, cast a, a split seconds to draw a card and win? I mean, in in response to that seems like an unquestioned remark that you got to hit up in the blog and talk. <laughs> I know, but I'm not gonna ask unquestioned. <laughs> But this is one of those things, it's like, can you accidentally do this and cast a spell to draw a card and win the game? I mean, maybe. I imagine Mark's going to be like, nah, that's not how that works. It's an onset. I mean, it could work. But uh, Magic Folk, peace. Deuces. Congratulations, you made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much! Danny drink? Nope. I'm I'm out.